In this episode of The Full Nerd, AMD is here to talk about fidelity, period, super, period, resolution, period. Welcome to a special episode of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with special guest, AMD's Frank Azor. Hey, guys. And also, AMD's Nick Thibros. Hey, guys. How's it going? Also joining us, Keith May. Hello, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray is in the background controlling the vertical and horizontal. It's true. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, Frank, we, we had you on pretty recently. But uh, always, always glad you can join. And, and there's a new face to the full nerd cruise, uh, the Nick. You know, we, we haven't had you on before, so I'm, I'm glad you're here to, to chat with us. Yeah, I brought a wingman for uh, for backup this time. So it's good. So it's good. Um, do you want to give us a quick high level summary of what FSR is? Basically, higher sure. resolution, better performance is sort of the the elevator speech on that. Yeah, sure. So we developed uh, Fidelity FX Super Resolution, or FSR for short, um, to kind of serve as like the industry's upscaler is what our goal is. Um, there's proprietary upscalers that are out there in market already, and they work with you know, 30, 40, 50 games, a handful of good games out there by all means. Um, but you have to buy proprietary hardware, and uh, it could be a little bit challenging to integrate that upscaler, which is why even though it's been out for over four years, um, it's it's only has about 40 or 50 or so games that have been able to integrate it. So we looked at the pros and cons of uh, the existing upscalers in the market, and we asked ourselves if we could develop something that could um, could really impact more gamers, like as many gamers really as humanly possible, especially folks that have been struggling to get a graphics card over the last year. So we developed FSR in its current form as a spatial upscaler that is very, very efficient. It's very high performance, uh, really low latency, um, doesn't introduce any ghosting or anything. Uh, And what it does is it significantly improves the uh, performance of your games, the frames per second of your games. So in some cases, we're getting over 2.4x performance uplift in some games and with some graphics cards with FSR. And what's really like amazing about it is it's going to be an open source uh, tool that we're going to put out on GPU open in, in a few weeks in mid-July that any game developer will be able to take the code, integrate it into their game. It's very simple to integrate in their game. Some game developers are saying about two hours to get initial integration done. And the, probably the most incredible part of what we developed here, which was or what our goal was, is that it not only works on our RDNA 2 RX 6000 series graphics cards, but it works on last generation's RX 5000, prior generation with our Vega cards. It works on our RX 500 series cards. It works on our RX 400 series cards from the 460 on up. It also works on our Ryzen CPUs with Radeon graphics that are integrated in them. Um, So think about taking upscaling to integrated graphics. If you can improve the performance 30, 40, 50, 100%, I mean, you're basically making games playable on integrated graphics that maybe weren't playable at certain settings and resolutions before. And then probably what has everybody the most excited is that it even works on NVIDIA graphics cards. Um, So if you have a GTX graphics card, uh, you know, 10 series or later, for example, that doesn't support uh, DLSS because DLSS requires RTX cores, 
um, you can take advantage of an upscaling solution finally. You don't have to go out there and buy a brand new graphics card from us or NVIDIA to be able to get this double digit performance advantage. So it's basically a free massive performance uplift out there for the industry um, that's going to work across hundreds of millions of devices that are out there. And we have a really uh, you know, good set of games that we've introduced initially. We came out with seven games that we announced support for. We announced another 12 that are coming very soon. And over 40 studios, big, big name studios, mid-sized, small, that have pledged support for FSR because they find it to be just so compelling. It's so easy to integrate, works across so many devices, um, and it gives you such a huge performance uplift. It's, it's pretty revolutionary. How's that for a summary? That's very good. <laughs> I mean, concise. the price is right, of course, because it's a free <laughs> upgrade for everybody. Even going to your competition, um, Keith, you got if you want to get into your technical questions, I, I, my first question, because I, I definitely, I, I, I want to ask this because I did a briefing with NVIDIA that said like before FSR came out, we, we don't know what FSR is, but we can say what we're doing with DLSS 2.0 is way more sophisticated than any simple upscaler, you know, because we take temporal data from the previous frames and all that other stuff we're taking. Uh, we also compare it to a, 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 a 16K supercomputer resolution stuff, and then also they use the tensor cores. They're basically saying it's really hard to take a 1080p image, make a 4K image out of it. Um, we are doing that because we have so many, so much more data to access. And clearly, they they didn't know what FSR was doing, but they were trying to shade whatever FSR was going to be. H- how do you think DLSS 2.0 compares to FSR? And do you even think that is a, a fair comparison at all? Is that totally like, uh, that's a silly comparison? It, you know, it's tough. Um, 85% of gamers today do not have a DLSS compatible graphics card out there. Um so, I mean, that, that means 15%. By NVIDIA's own reporting, you know, they've said this themselves. There's an enormous amount of folks out there that have prior generation graphics cards. So, look, if you're one of the folks that's fortunate enough to be able to have one of those graphics cards and have DLSS support, um, then it's a, it's a compelling solution by all means. But we didn't develop FSR for that. We could have, and we maybe will in the future, develop an upscaler that will only work on RDNA 2 or something, you know, current generation, we designed FSR to work across as many graphics cards and as many platforms as we truly possibly could. So we developed it to have a completely different appeal and value proposition and uh, and just application than than, uh, DLSS is. I mean, to do something open like that, it's very challenging, if you can imagine, the number of combinations. We work on over 100 AMD devices, and who knows you know, how many NVIDIA devices yet, because it's impossible to test the number of combinations that are out there. And we may even work on other CPUs with integrated graphics, too. People are starting to test that out as well. So it's just a completely different solution. They're trying to accomplish similar things, but... DLSS was built for a select few of folks that have to buy into uh, a brand new graphics card to be able to take advantage of it. And FSR was developed for everyone else, including people who've had a system and a card for five years, six years, seven years. So one's a very, uh, well, let me not put it that way. One is a 
solution that you have to buy. And the other one is a free solution. Um, the uplift for the free solution is double digit performance gains. In some cases, triple digit when we're able to do, you know, 200% performance uplift. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of hard to complain about that. <laughs> it's a free solution, no purchase necessary, immediately available. You can download the Rift Breaker demo, which is one of the games that we launched with yesterday and test it out yourself. You don't even have to take anybody's word for it or opinion for it. You can just get that game right now on Steam, download the demo for free, turn on FSR on whatever hardware combination you have out there, see if it works and it's compatible and what your uplift is and make your own opinion. And I mean, you tell me, I think a double digit performance gain for free, no purchase necessary. I, I don't know. I have a hard time complaining about that. Good, good response. <laughs> what about the visual quality? Do you, does it, I honestly have not had a chance to uh, mess with it. I, I'm going to guess Keith has. What's the reception been like? Because um, it, it feels generally most of the coverage looks like it's pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, you know, look, the, the reality of any upscaler is that you're modifying a native resolution image and you're, um, you're, you're, you're manipulating it. Right. I mean, what you're doing is you're rendering at a lower resolution. You're adding uh, effects and manipulation to those pixels in order to be able to output them at a higher resolution equivalency. Every upscaler does that. Um, when you look at the four performance modes that we or the four image quality modes that you have, by and large, there's a general consensus that our ultra quality mode, it's nearly indistinguishable from native rendering. And that's giving folks, in some cases, 40%, 50% performance improvement. Again, for free, right? No purchase necessary. Um, when you go to our performance mode, we designed that specifically to be what it's called, a performance mode. So there, we are taking a lower input resolution, and we're having to apply that much more upscaling to it in order to get it to that output resolution. And what that allows us to do is give you those triple digit performance gains, if you will, over 100% performance gains, but you're making a compromise in image quality to get there. The bottom line is that you have a choice, right? We're not forcing this on anybody. You have four modes. If you have a 240 hertz monitor and you've been struggling to get to 240 frames per second in a game that you've been trying to get to, and you see the value of having other settings turned up high, like textures high and shadows and all the other settings that you can turn on in a game. And that gives you a better visual experience at 240 frames per second for what you're trying to accomplish or even higher than maybe a little bit of fuzziness that gets introduced as you move down the image quality stack. Then you now have a choice to be able to take advantage of that monitor and those higher uh, graphics settings to your advantage. If you don't like it, then go to ultra quality mode. If that's still not good enough for you, then go to native rendering mode. Right? Like we're not suddenly becoting an upscaling company that we're abandoning you know, raw rendering horsepower all of a sudden and only investing in upscaling or telling everyone that this is the future and this is what they have to go do. We're just giving you choices. And ultra quality, I mean, pretty much the consensus from everybody I've read that I've seen out there is like this thing is very tough to tell the differences. Performance mode, there are differences. Choose your path. 
Uh, I, I have a quick question, actually, that uh, piggybacks this off the chat. Um, Uzi38 was asking, uh, would it be possible in future games, instead of using the quality performance nomenclature, instead just uh, have people choose in the, the actual resolution? Why, why go the, the route of, of having you know, uh, names on them rather than just straight-up resolution tags? That's a good question. Uh, if you understand resolutions, and they are kind of weird, the resolutions, uh, they're not your, it doesn't go as simple as, you know, 4K input, 1080p input, 720p input. It, it, there are these, all these weird resolutions in between. Um, if a game developer prefers to use resolutions alongside or even just uh, as the naming convention, they're absolutely welcome to do that. We're not forcing them to necessarily uh, omit that in the settings in the game. That's, that's up to them to use. Yeah, and on top of that, if I, if I may ask, I think you know, once uh, FSR is essentially released publicly on GP Open, which is you know, something we're planning to do in mid-July, it will be up to the developer to decide how they want to implement it. Right? So I, I know there will be implementations that will allow you, for instance, to exactly decide um, the actual source resolution you want to target without being limited to the four settings. It, it's really about freedom, like, like Frank was saying earlier. So you know, that choice is definitely possible. Yeah, and, and something to note about image quality, right? Like um, a lot of the uh, analysis that's being done out there is ultra zoomed in still image. How do these two 3x, 4x zoomed in still images compare between native and you know performance mode and ultra quality mode? Um, we don't play games like that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that that's a technical analysis of the solution. When you actually are in motion, and most of us are playing games that are in motion, uh, and you're you're playing the game side by side, uh, unless you're like purposely looking for the differences, even through performance mode, which agreed does introduce a little bit more uh, blur in the images, but you have to be looking for it um, to really, in my opinion, you know, have it kind of be, become noticeable. Um, so I'd also caution folks to just consider like focus on the fact that it's no purchase necessary. It updates your it up, ups your performance 3x in terms of percentage, right? Like, you know, or I should say 2.4x uh, in terms of uh, performance, and um, uh, and that you're playing games in motion, right? The the reality of how we play the games, and if the performance mode uh, is just too much of a compromise for you, then just scale it up from there and go into quality mode or ultra quality mode until you find the one that's the perfect fit. But what we're seeing is there are games that were unplayable before on certain hardware configurations that are suddenly playable. And that's a huge, that's a game changer, uh, no pun intended. Um, that's that's a lot more monumental, in my opinion, than, oh, this technology versus that technology. There's, you know, a tiny little artifact in this you know, shading of light in this corner, <laughs> that or the other. As a customer, I feel like you just made my hardware that is maybe five, six, seven years old, relevant again, and I can now play games that were impossible for me to play. Um, that's that's disruptive, in my opinion. Not, you know, a little bit of uh, blur between the two solutions that are out there in the market. Yeah, and I have to say that is similar to if you're into you know photography and DSLRs, and you go into the enthusiast forums on you know uh, any any of the the sites, you get people who will take images and you know they do all they'll look at the anti-aliasing on it on an image they'll look at the dynamic resolution you know there's just the dynamic range and all these kind of things 
And then sometimes it just feels like, you know what? You just go out and take some stupid pictures, man. Just go out and take some pictures. And I, I do wonder, and of course, I, I'm guilty of that. I push benchmarks. I push long bar is better than short bar. But I also realize, you know what? If it's just, just enjoy it, you know? And I suppose that that's kind of what you're, the approach is here. Just, you know, hell, well, it's free. Enjoy it. Exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, before I invest a dollar in anything, it, my wife makes fun of me because I over-research and it doesn't matter. Like I'll be buying something for five bucks, but I want to make sure that that $5 item is the absolute best item. And I spend probably five hours researching it to make sure I'm making the right decision. Right. But the thing about FSR is that there's no purchase necessary. So you don't have to take anybody's word for it. Just download a demo, turn it on, try the four quality modes. You say, this is good enough for you. Awesome. You don't great. Um, then no problem, right? No skin off anybody's back if it's not the right solution. But we're finding that most people are really, really impressed. Uh, and the more people that go out there and criticize us and say that, you know, it's not the best thing in the world, it's not comparable to a solution you have to spend four or $500 for, we're like, hey, that's great. Set those low expectations, set those low bars, because we know when people actually try it, they're extremely happy and impressed with it. So all you're doing is helping us out. Well, you could refund them the amount of money they paid for the FSR feature. So, <laughs> yeah, we could we could we'll implement that policy. <laughs> I so I sorry, Keith. I, I want to ask one more hey, question. You're good. This is this is the one I, I I'm very interested in because um, I you know a lot of people have said this feels like uh, G Sync versus FreeSync all over again. <clears throat> in the end, you know we know that Nvidia did have to bend on 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 G-Sync and adopt, you know, sort of a G-Sync um, compatible mode and those kind of things. I asked them that and they were like, look, we think that comparison is, is uh, unfair one because uh, with, with DLSS 2.0 or with a lot of the technologies we do, it's actually, it's actually open source. Like uh, uh, we've actually open source a lot of, uh, the features we have, like here works physics and uh, even game works. That's all on, on, uh, uh, GitHub. Now you can go download it. And, and they're, they're basically, and I do see this to an extent is like, look, when you go rule by committee, when you try to get a bunch of people on board to do the same thing, it slows, it slows down innovation. It, our example, the example they use, like we, we rushed ahead. We did, hardware ray tracing right everybody said that was crazy look where we are today uh we did it you know dlss 2.0 yes it's proprietary um but you know it got us where we are years ahead of everybody else it's it's very uh frankly like an apple approach where you don't care about standards you just do your own thing because you want to get ahead of everybody to make to always be ahead of everybody so that everybody's got to play catch up and of course it's proprietary so you got to pay them more money, which they don't like to highlight. But do you think this is really kind of like FreeSync and G-Sync all over again? Or is that just kind of just people looking to make make comparisons just to make comparisons? Well, Nick, Nick is closest to our efforts around GPU open and how much work and effort goes into making everything open. So I'll, I'll let him answer there because he lives this day in and day out. Yeah, there's a lot to, uh, to unpack there, Gordon. Uh, let me address a few things, actually. Um, the one big thing is that having source code available is not necessarily the same thing as open source, right? So I would, you know, as your member of press, right, I would encourage you to maybe check 
what licenses are provided on those supposedly open source content from our competitor. But that's one thing, right? Um, and then the second thing is about innovation, right? Um, how ruling by committee, you know, slow things down and so on. And yeah, maybe we've seen examples of that in the past. But if you look at the game industry, right, the reason why we are seeing all those great technologies today is precisely because of the sharing of information. There, there are numerous conferences, like GDC for one, SIGGRAPH, where people actually exchange information, they exchange the results of the research. That's how you push innovation forward, right? By sharing those ideas. So I do not subscribe to that view from NVIDIA at all. And at, at AMD, we are really strongly behind the, the, the concept of open source and sharing information and making the GPU more accessible for developers to, to access and leverage in the best way possible to you know, create the technologies of tomorrow. I'm going to let somebody else ask questions. I will shut up for a minute. Keith, again, the audience questions, we got to take Adam because I don't want to monopolize their time. I know, you know, I don't want to burn it all. Keith, you got any burning ones? I've got a list, but let's get some from the audience. All first. right. All right. Uh, we, we've got some technical ones, but let me, here, here's a, a quick one. Uh, what about VR implementation? Uh, is, is this something that uh, you're looking to, to implement for VR application? Technically, there is nothing that prevents FSR to be used on any platform, including VR. Um, obviously, I cannot comment on anything we're doing in this uh, area at this stage, but certainly from a technical perspective, it's all possible. Okay. Uh, we also got a $5 super chat from uh, Emil. Thank you so much. Uh, said, that, how do the results compare to uh, Sapphire's tool for reducing resolution and upscaling with sharpening? Uh, Obviously, that's you know. Uh, so a, I haven't tried that tool thing, myself. <laughs> so I, I have an answer for that. Uh, FSR with um, high quality or quality is better. Well, then okay. that, that that is a great tool. It's the Sapphire Tricks tool that's built into their their Tricks software, and it works with their products as well as the reference model cards. Super good tool. I actually recommended it a while back for people who are anxious for some type of performance boosting thing and took a good look at it. And it's really good tool, but uh, FSR is a better solution, in my opinion, and based on my my, my eyes and my analysis. <laughs> yeah, so maybe at a high level, we can cover quickly how FSR works, right? But the reason why it's a good solution is because it's really, really smart in the way that uh, the algorithm works. Um, FSR is essentially composed of two passes. The first pass actually analyzes the source image, which is obviously at a lower resolution, tries to find edges into it, and then reconstructs those you know, edges at high definition in your super resolution image. And this is a very important process. You know, this is really why you know, existing filters such as bicubic or bilinear or anything like that, does not, they don't quite cut it. Right? You really need to get those edges reproduced in the finest definition possible to get that um, you know, high definition feeling. And then the second pass um, is a sharpening pass. So we basically built up upon our, our CAS research uh, from, I guess, now at least a year ago now, if not more, and we made it better. Uh, and uh, yes, so the CAS, or the RCAS in this case, uh, pass is employed to extract uh, pixel detail from the uh, super resolution image created. And, and those two techniques combined is essentially what makes FSR so, so compelling. Okay, awesome. Uh, I, I got a one that uh, we, we got a couple of people asking this question. I'm, it's going to be kind of a, an amalgamation of uh, Neo Spike in the Chad. 
uh, with the the recent release of Radeon Adrenaline, the the newest version, uh, there are uh, older GPUs that uh, are marked as end of life, won't be supported for for newer um, newer updates. Uh, why why cut those off uh, now that you're releasing this? Since older uh, hardware stands to be- benefit the most from uh, an FSR type solution. So there is a diminishing return around FSR's ability to uplift performance. Um, it does require uh, shader compute in order for it to be able to, uh, to run. Um, now, the uplift that it offers more than makes up for that on more modern graphics cards. You'll see in, uh, in, in, in actual use or in the testing that's out there, as you move down to older, less powerful graphics cards, the uplift actually um, scales down as well. Uh, as you move up, you go to like RDNA 2, 6800, 6900 XT cards. Um, that's where you start getting the you know 2.4x type of uh, performance uplift um, that we see in performance mode. So there, there is a there is a point, uh, and we haven't exactly nailed down exactly where it is because there's so many different permutations of, uh, of product that's out there that has to be tested. For where you will get no performance uplift, you may arguably even get a performance detriment potentially if you do turn it on. Um, with regards to driver support, uh, look, it's something that every company faces. You have to draw a line of um, when you're going to, uh, you know, just start looking forward and, and stop looking back because it's a significant headcount resource burden to be able to continue to support um, uh, product that's out there, older product that's out there. It's why you see Microsoft, you know, um, making OS transitions. You see most companies saying, hey, we have to kind of cut off here because every time we come out with a driver, we have to test it on every single product that we're going to support. And we have to test it with all the games that are expected to be able to run on that with the operating system, with all the other drivers that are inside the system. And then you have all the permutations of the that graphics card, right? Because a lot of our cards are made through uh, AIB partners and they have little changes and differences here and there. So you do all your testing, you do all your validation. Nonetheless, there's always some bugs and things that make their way through to the market. And then you have to respond and react to all those bugs. And it just, it's a huge, huge resource burden. Now, AMD is really good at supporting, uh, you know, backwards, um, you know, as as long as we can within reason, but there has to be a cutoff. Otherwise, it's just not it's not sustainable and it's not scalable for us to go back infinitely. Okay, uh, I, I got a, a technical one. Uh, Tech with Sean was asking: Can developers use an anamorphic resolution as the base and just scale it uh, horizontally? If that was beneficial for some reason, or does it have to be the same aspect ratio as the output? That is a good question. Um, we support any scaling ratio between 1x and 4x in area. So that'd be 1x and 2x in dimension. Um, certainly we support like wide aspect ratios already. So yes, technically you could do this. Okay. Um, we got uh, uh, M- M- MDIA. Uh, I'm not probably not saying that right. Well, why not use temporal reconstruction that is already supported by the majority of games coming out and provides superior image quality when also using adaptive sharpening? So at AMD, we've been and we are still actively researching, you know, super resolution algorithms, right? So there is a, a large amount of research happening in this area. 
And we've been pursuing different options, certainly. Um, with FSR, our first solution, so like, which is obviously special, we felt we had a breakthrough in terms of technology that we knew would be appealing to a large number of, of game developers, but also you know, more, more importantly, to our you know, audience of gamers, right? So again, this is not the end, right? We are uh, actively working in this area. So, you know, let's see what happens in the future. Okay. Uh, let me add, let me add a little bit to that. So uh, Temporal is a, another implementation. We use spatial, Temporal is another implementation uh, method for doing upscaling. And we are in no way against it by any means. Uh, we, there are great temporal solutions that are out there. Um, but spatial and temporal have their, their um, pros and their cons. There is not yet any one that has no cons. Again, you're manipulating an image, right? Um, so some temporal solutions, not all, but some, uh, tend to use more compute power. So as you start going back to older generation graphics cards, you start getting those diminishing returns much more recently um, than our spatial algorithm does, for example, our spatial algorithm does. The second thing, and I'm not saying all, but some temporal solutions, when you compare it to what we delivered with FSR, they tend to introduce um, more ghosting or in actually introduce ghosting in the image because you're looking at an older image or you're looking at the previous image, you're looking at the current image, and you're trying to interpolate the two of them. So you can start to see some ghosting effect. Um, Hard to capture that when you magnify 5x and look at stills because you're not going to see ghosting in stills. So it doesn't come across very prevalently. Uh, but if you start looking at some temporal solutions closely and you look at the motion of them versus what we've been able to do with FSR, you'll see that um, there could be in some of those implementations a little bit more ghosting than what we're, we're introducing here with FSR. But again, I want to be really crystal clear. FSR is the first of a long road of uh, upscaling solutions that we're working on. And like Nick said, we have an enormous amount of research and, re and resourcing going into uh, this long roadmap of upscaling that we're developing. Um, you're gonna see all types of previously used methods and new methods being introduced uh, under AMD to continue to improve upscaling moving forward. But with FSR, we had very focused goals we wanted as much compatibility as we could possibly introduce into the market. And our spatial algorithm helped us do that. And we wanted to give as much uplift as we possibly could to as many gamers out there as possible. And we wanted to make it extremely simple for game developers to be able to integrate this into their game. We accomplished all of those objectives. And this spatial algorithm is what made that possible for us. Um, in the future, other techniques may not be able to be as simple and as broadly compatible as this specific algorithm was. Um, so it's just a difference of this is kind of version one, our first entry into the market, what our goals were and how we delivered them. We will have different goals in the future and we will deliver them using different techniques. Okay. Uh, a couple more quick ones. I'll, I'll hand it over to Keith. Uh, there's some good ones. Um, Dennis Siberian was asking, can FSR work together with image sharpening and Radeon Boost? Uh, so technically, it can. Um, I don't think we've been testing this uh, situation in particular. Um, I think at some point you're going to get diminishing returns right? if you start adding more and more uh, of those techniques combined together. Um, like for instance, like you know, we don't recommend people use uh, red image sharpening on top of FSR because FSR already includes its own sharpening solution. 
Um, so, yeah, I would just say for now, just try and see. But, you know, I, I tend to be a tourist. Uh, if I've got a face on the game, I probably would not enable, you know, uh, driver-based uh, improvements on top of that. But, you know, it may work for some people. Okay. Uh, w one more here uh, from from the chat. There's a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. Keep keep them coming if we got the time. Um, LB asked, uh, "Is dynamic FSR with a frame rate target possible with maybe uh, an upgrade in the future?" So it doesn't need an upgrade. It already it is already supported, right? So today, because FSR essentially supports any scaling ratio between one x and four x in area. It can also be used with dynamic resolution scaling. And, and the idea behind DRS, for those of you who are not aware, is that you've got like a, a performance budget to render your, your source, you know, your frame at, at source resolution to achieve a certain frame rate, right? So, and the idea is that your source resolution will be dynamically resized based on that budget and based on making sure you're always, you know, above that uh, FPS target. So yes, it is supported. And yes, you will see games doing that. Cool. Take it away, Keith. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've talked a lot about the integration with developers and such, and that's why one of the things you guys targeted with this. Uh, yesterday, Jeremy Zeller, which is the game director for Edge of Eternity, had tweeted out about that it will be supporting FSR very soon. He said it was fun to implement in the Unity. Such great tech. So very good things that he was saying. My question around that is how much involvement does it take from AMD to have this implemented? Or do you guys even require to be a part of the process once it goes live? And if so, how much uh, support might they need or get from the development side? I guess I can take this one. Um, so yes, yeah, just for those of you who don't know, my, so, you know I, my team works very closely with game developers. So this is what we do pretty much all day long, right? We actually... You know, we are lucky enough to work with uh, some of the smartest brains uh, on the planet and, and help them implement tech, which is probably one of the best jobs in the world. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, yeah, so essentially, you know, once FSR is open source, then obviously it will be out there and people can download it and we may not know what they do with it. But certainly for that initial FSR release, uh, we wanted to make sure the, uh, the technology would be the best, uh, received in the best way possible. So we spent... I would say a fair amount of time, you know, working closely with those game developers to ensure that the integration was done in the best way possible. But as I said, as people get up to speed with how it works and it's more documented, and obviously once it become open source, I expect that um, there'll be less involvement from AMD required. Okay. Um... I can already, I can guess the answer to this next one because we did speak to dynamic resolution, but uh, variable rate shading should, shouldn't be anything to stop variable rate shading in a game from being functional with FSR. So that is an interesting one, actually. It's not that clear cut. And the reason is that VRS can be implemented in a way that reduces image quality, right? The, the idea behind mm -hmm. VRS is that you can essentially reduce your, your pixel shadow load, your pixel shadow executions uh, on a per time basis. Um, so while you may get away using VRS at, at the native resolution, right, um, by rendering the same pixel shader you know, execution on, on, on consecutive pixels, if you start blowing up the image, i.e. upscaling it, it may make those, you know, uh, those, um, well, not artifacts, but those, um, that, that, that appearance, that those pixel colors more visible, right? So if your VRS is too aggressive, 
in terms of you know being laxed about you know uh, you know those consecutive pixels having the same pixel shader, then it may not be the best choice. If your VRS implementation is is very um, on on the opposite, it, it's like it is able to you know, only render the pixels whereby there will not be any image degradation, such as when you've got like a large black area, for instance. Well, yes, in that case, you can just render black for all the pixels and you'll have some, some settings. In those cases, then yes, uh, FSR will, will not amplify any degradation. In practice, I would say, yeah, it may be difficult to make the two work together. Fair enough. Um, so Edge reconstruction of FSR is really good. You do, it does a really good job reconstructing the edges so that it doesn't look jaggy, even all the way down to performance mode. But the softness comes from the textures and stuff. Is it possible to target the build of a game for FSR in mind to where you, you say different types of assets, like higher quality assets maybe, that would translate better once the FSR algorithm kicks in so that it's... Does that make sense? Is it possible? It does make sense. Um, I don't think it would be desirable, right? I mean, remember, okay. like Frank said earlier, uh, one of the goals for FSI is ease of integration. If we start mm -hmm. to ask developers to change their assets to make FSI compatible, it's not going to be a very popular request, I, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, you know, as part of the integration, we do strongly recommend that game developers adjust what, what we call the mipmap bias mm -hmm. uh, at the source resolution. So it's, it's essentially a way to, to recreate additional texture detail uh, that obviously would be lost uh, because of the, uh, the initial source resolution being lower than your display resolution. Um, so that's, but that's something you can do programmatically without changing the assets. Okay, that was, that was essentially what I was trying to get to is to use that in a, in a different kind of way. Um, two, two other questions, uh, very simple, yes or no. Is there anything specifically required on the hardware side for FSR to work or is it purely in the software side of things? It's joint software. Okay, just wanted to make sure that was clear. And somebody asked me to ask you guys this. Will AMD accept code contributions on GitHub towards FSR? So it depends on the code contribution. Certainly the GP open model, as you guys know, right, is all about you know interaction with, with game developers and, and making things better. So you know, certainly if we see you know, code contributions that we are happy with that improve either quality or performance or even both, then certainly we'd be open to integrate those. All right. That, that was the, the, a lot of the other questions were already asked by the audience. So I <laughs> took them out instead of asking them twice. It didn't make a lot of sense. So thank you so much for those, those answers. Those were good. Uh, I'm going to interject here just for a sec. So I have a question. I'm, I'm kind of interested because we have with variable rate shading with all these dynamic upscalers and all this fancy stuff to basically, uh, give you more performance for less horsepower. Is this some, is this a little bit of a tacit ad admission that Moore's, Moore's law is also the slowing of Moore's law is also going to hit GPUs that we are sort of hitting that point where GPUs just simply can't get insanely faster. And now we really need to look at, you know, sort of these, the ways to, to make better use of, of what the horsepower we can, we have. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I certainly like our competition. I certainly like our competition to believe that we believe that so that they can, uh, you know, let off a little bit off the gas, but no, no, there's still a lot of opportunity uh, to uh, deliver incredibly more horsepower in, um, in, in graphics. 
Uh, and there's still a ton of demand for it, like the last couple of years have proven, right? Um, I mean, some of the games we saw announced at, at E3, uh, you know, I don't want to name any names, but there were some graphics that are clearly going to be able to take advantage of uh, next generation graphics and, and thereafter for a while. Um, so no, th- th- that's not where the upscaling is really coming from. I think there's a lot of different opportunities that upscaling um, that kind of uh, were the catalyst for upscaling, I think, for the industry. We all have heard the ray tracing reason. Ray tracing is extremely demanding. And to really make it playable, upscaling is almost essential right now to make it at a playable frame rate. So that was a primary driver. But the adoption of high refresh rate displays, both in desktop and notebook, um, has gone up significantly as well in recent years. At the advantage, the AMD Advantage launch that we did at Computex a few weeks ago, we, we shared that every Advantage notebook requires 144 hertz display, for example, minimum for us to consider it a premium AMD Advantage laptop. Well, I mean, mobile graphics especially have a bit of a hard time in a broad library of games getting to 144 frames per second. We now have 240, 300 uh, uh, hertz displays as well. So um, what's great about FSR is because it's so low latency and it's such a a fast uh, tool, you can now get up to, in many games, those frame rates that were impossible for you to be able to get up to before so re- high refresh rate displays is another key driver. The other key driver is uh, our integrated graphics in our Ryzen CPUs. They're really great integrated graphics, but they're still integrated graphics, right? And customers want to be able to get to 60 frames per second uh, gaming experiences on APU or CPU with Ryzen graphics processors. And FSR enables us to be able to do that on every single Ryzen processor with uh, Radeon graphics you get an FSR performance uplift. So it's all these different things. But again, going back to what I said earlier, upscaling is the manipulation of a pixel, right? Uh, At the end of the day, um, we're still going to all, we're still, I'm not going to say never, but we're still going to see the best image quality coming out of a non-upscaled image because there's no manipulation occurring, right? So and there's still an, an incredible amount of demand um, from game developers for us to continue to deliver that raw horsepower so that that image can uh, image quality can continue to improve. And, uh, and we can ultimately get to, you know, true cinematic gameplay experiences, um, which we still have plenty of runway to get to. Yeah. Let me add to that quickly. When we talk to game developers, right, there's a very common trend that we always hear. And it's that they want to render better pixels as opposed to more pixels, right? This is the holy grail they're after. As Frank said, the holy grail is that, um, you know, the chasing that, that dream of photorealistic uh, rendering. So that's what, you know, upscaling gives them, basically. They, they would be able to uh, have a unified pipeline, which is very desirable from an engine development point of view. And obviously, they'd be able to spend more GPU cycles actually render those better pixels, with upscaling on the back end. Okay, nice. Uh, Keith, or audience questions, because yeah. we are getting, they're getting ready to turn into a pumpkin here yeah. really soon. Let, 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 <laughs> let me get a couple more for, uh, for, the, for these guys get out. Uh, all right, big question, FSR consoles when? Yeah, you have to ask the console companies um, 
That's all I can tell you for now. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, who? Oh man, I, I can't find the the original person who, who asked this. So sorry about that. But essentially, uh, oh, it was uh, their title was called English. Uh, can you ask you about the transparency of the gum games people want in FSR? Will AMD tell us which games people requested the most on their survey? Um. We haven't made that decision yet. We're talking about it internally. Uh, you know, we right now what I'll tell you is uh, we have over forty-five studio, or over forty. I think we're at forty-five studios that have pledged support. Now, this is public. We revealed it yesterday. Um, we are overwhelmed with the amount of calls and support we're getting for FSR. Our I feel bad for our ISV uh, engagement team because. They are understaffed right now for the amount of interest that they're getting um, because, again, it's so simple to integrate. It is cross-platform, and it is uh, it works across so many different GPUs that are out there. It's quite literally making games playable on devices that were unplayable for those games before. And to game developers, that is extremely appealing. It opens up their total available market um, for them to be able to promote their game and ideally increase their sales. So uh, I think... When we put the uh, the tool out there on GPU Open in a few weeks, um, it's gonna it's just gonna it's gonna blow up. I mean, we it's not gonna it's not gonna be up to the bottleneck we have of being able to answer the phone and answer emails for game developers. Um, people are just gonna be able to take it, integrate it, implement it, and come out with their game with kind of no AMD user interaction potentially required because that's how simple it is to integrate. So. You know, we've been able to get the number of games that we've been able to announce here, seven already available, 12 that are already announced, right? And then you take the 40 game developers because of that simplicity, and we haven't even made it publicly available. So when we do make it uh, the API publicly available, I think you're going to see a huge library of games coming on very, very quickly. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, because uh, we got a lot of people spamming the chat being like, oh, when is it coming to X game and Y game? And <laughs> so I guess we'll have to, to wait and see on that, huh? Um, last one yeah, I got. I mean, look, like I, everything I just said. So if you take what I just said, um, I would encourage the, the folks to actually contact the game developers and let them know how interested they are in FSR so that they can understand the momentum. Um, and they can and they can maybe apply some priority. They may not need that nudge, but I'm not suggesting they do. Um, but we can't announce other people's games and their partnerships without their permission and all that, right? So maybe they'll be more uh, they can be more engaging with the folks with their customers that are so interested in the feature. Um, but it's simple to integrate. It works across a ton of devices. If there's customer demand out there, that would be like the last element for I think for a game developer to say, yeah, let's jump in on this thing. Nice, nice. The uh, last one I have then uh, uh, is is a funny one from Ken Hood. Said, uh, "Can AMD implement a voice command into FSR games where I can simply say enhance into my headset mic to increase quality? <laughs> enhance. <laughs> uh, there you go. You Anything can... is possible. <laughs> we, should, we should do it, Frank. Let's make it happen. Yeah, there you go. You guys. I'll take that request. as a feature request for. Uh... <laughs> I'll take it as a feature request. <laughs> there you go. Keith, you got any? Because I, I think we're gonna we we are gonna no, let that's go good. soon. Yeah, uh, I tried to get through mine pretty quick earlier. Okay, I because I I do well. I don't want to ask it because it's just gonna it'll spark another ten minute 
philosophical discussion on image quality in gaming, but I'll save that for next time. You know, so, but I do want to, I do want to ask because, uh, so if I'm interested in this, if I have a 1060, GeForce 1060, if I have a Radeon RX 480 or, or 68, if I was lucky enough to get a 1600, what do I need to do to one, run it now? And two, what was that game? Do I need to download to check it out? Yeah. So no driver updates required. Okay. All you have to do is get an FSR compatible game. Make sure you have the latest version of it because they were all patched yesterday and go to the settings and turn on FSR. You'll see the option in there. So that game, and the, the reason I'm only, I'm talking about the game is because there's a free demo out there. So nobody has to buy any of the other games if they're just wanting to experiment with the feature it's called the Rift Breaker. Um, it may be available on other platforms. I'm not by any means uh, saying that everyone should go to Steam, but I know for a fact that it's available on Steam, the demo, uh, so folks can play with it. Um, so they can go to Steam, check if it's available on, on, your, on your favorite digital distribution platform, uh, but it's certainly available on Steam. Just download it, go to settings, and turn it on and, and, and turn it off and do your compares and, and see what kind of uplift you, you have. Uh, again, really simple performance mode is optimized to give you the absolute best performance with image being compromised. It's by design that way. It's to try and if that's what you're trying to solve for, because you don't care that much about image quality. You really want to get to 240 frames per second or whatever your frame rate target is. We designed and optimized that mode to achieve that for you. If you want um, better image quality, you've got three other modes to choose from. Find the one that's best suited for you. It works on 1080p displays, 1440p, 4K, ultra-wide, pretty much every major uh, resolution output that's out there. You don't have to use it just for 4K. A lot of the demos and things that are out there are like 4K targets, but you can use it on 1440p, on 1080p, on pretty much any uh, you know major output resolution that's out there, and just have fun with it. If you think it looks great, and you think it's a viable solution for you, whether you're an AMD customer or an NVIDIA customer, then we'd encourage you to buy other games that support it. Like, I mean, Godfall is a really beautiful looking game out there. It's got some great graphics. Uh, we got Terminator. We got a few other games out there that you can experiment with. And what we're hoping is that some folks that maybe had only an integrated graphics system or they had a really old RX 460 or 470 and they weren't able to get 30 frames per second even in a game like Godfall at high settings that this can make the difference for them to be able to enjoy that game now uh, at a 60 frame per second mark or be able to go from low settings to high settings. But you want to talk about, I mean, an image quality difference, the impact of being able to play your game from low to high all of a sudden is drastically uh, better than the impact of going from native to performance mode, for example, of FSR. I mean, that is a minor impact. Uh, but we've all seen games between low and media or low and high and, and low and epic settings at the night and day experience difference. So that's what we're hoping we'll be able to solve for the community. Wow. That's awesome. You, <laughs> I, I really want to try this now because I, uh, I am interested to see, I, I don't have a newer advanced card, so I'm, I'm going to try it in some, some titles just to see what I think. So, but uh, I, I think we, we've had you for about an hour and I know you got other meetings. You're important people, but uh, thanks for coming again. Uh, Frank and Nick with uh, AMD, check it out. Uh, uh, check out the FSR feature on your old ancient GPU or your new one. 
and uh, see if it's good yourself. So anyway, we're going to let you go now. Keith, Adam, and I are going to stick around. We're going to continue to talk about this. But I just once again want to thank both of you for coming by. Thank you guys for having us. It's always fun to be here. Um, Really appreciate the time. Please say hi to Brad for us. He couldn't join us today. I miss him. But uh, thank you guys for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So I am going to... uh... Uh, pop back in here. There we go. Here I am. Oh, look at this. Wearing uh, one of our, our fancy full nerd shirts. Uh, got a merch. Pushing yeah. the merch there. And yeah, I gotta 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 push the merch. You know, drinking out of my my full nerd mug. And <laughs> no, that was fun. Uh, we actually have some uh, some some other questions that I think that that we can kind of get to. But uh, first off, I, I Keith, you you've you've actually out of the three of us, you're the only one with some experience with FSR. So you want to talk about uh, what what you've done with it so far, and what what you, what you think? So I I've had access to it for a little while, but due to a lot of uh, life circumstances, I didn't get to spend as much time with it as I wanted to to really really dig in a lot better. Um, Quick and short is my first response reaction to it was it was much better than I expected it to be. Um, I expected it to work, but I'm going to be honest. I had, I didn't have the highest expectations of it. And the, when I first turned it on in Godfall, which I, if you, you know, on Twitter, I complain about the game all the time because it's like the biggest letdown in a while for as far as the game goes, but they did a really good job with it because I turned it on and then I turned it back off and I was like, is that on high quality? And I was like, so I kept having to flip back and forth to kind of see the difference. And of course I'm looking for it. Cause you know, Frank's, he spoke to the whole zooming in and, and a technical analysis. And that's a big part of what I like to do. I get the, the standard like gameplay thing. So I, I'd go and I look at it and it's really close. It's really close in high quality and even quality. But once I got to balanced and performance, especially it become like so soft and it just, it was, it had those, those, uh, you know, DLSS 1.0 days kind of reminiscent when you turn it on, everybody says, Oh, the Vaseline smearing and it did it, it, kind of did that to the textures which is why i asked the question about if there was something you could do with the mit maps to maybe boost those so that they could resolve a little bit higher because that's where you really see that degradation and it is in the other titles too i didn't really get to play much of the other ones other than just turning on and saying i asked the question to myself was on a 27 inch 4k panel could i see the difference could i know that i changed the settings by looking at it and once you drop past quality you you could but that high quality and quality were very good and i think that they they need a little bit more i don't know how to say it not necessarily praise but they do deserve a little bit of respect for that because i was on that same call with gordon with nvidia and they did talk a lot about spatial uh, you know the upscaling and the existing so maybe Maybe by hearing all that, I went in looking like, mm, let me start really looking in here and seeing if I can see it. But their algorithm is new, and it is a different type of spatial algorithm where the edge detection. And I did go back and I ran it at those native resolutions. So like 4K, if I went to quality and it went to 1440p and then I added sharpening, it looked better than that. Um, Sapphire Tricks, I tried that. It looked better than Sapphire Tricks. So tricks boost. 
Let me make sure I get that clear. Sorry, Ed, if you're listening and I'm butchering <laughs> your, your naming there. But yeah, so in the nutshell, mostly uh, positive. I, I do have a good question from uh, Dennis Siberian. Uh, did did you have any effects with uh, uh, latency? Did, did you feel any latency uh, issues? No. No, in fact, um, I did reach out and ask some questions about that, and they published it on their open the GPU open page, they have numbers for like enthusiast performance in mainstream. So they consider mainstream for 4K with a 5700 XT, a one millisecond or less effect on on it at 4K. But at 1440p it was a half millisecond, so 0.5. But with the higher end GPU, so a 6700 at 4K was 0.6 milliseconds and 6800 was 0.4. And the NVIDIA counterparts, same, same, it, about the same. Hmm. So, you know, a millisecond or less, you, there is a cost. Anything that's doing work in a frame, there's a performance cost to it. So it is extremely low for the overall output. So, you know, and the, so the one question, I mean, it sounds like you, you actually, and you thought it was pretty good. A lot of people, f- it felt like most of the people thought it was pretty good. It, it sort of exped, exceeded expectations, right? Everybody said, well, this is going to be some kind of like upscaling trick and there's not a lot of hardware here involved. So how good can it be? But it sounds like everybody's like, whoa, it's, it's actually not bad, right? Or would you say, no, it's actually pretty good for what it is? Well, for the price, especially. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it did exceed my expectations. And now I did say in my analysis, I would not run this on anything lower than quality on any of the games that existed. I would, I personally think that it looks better. <clears throat> even if you run it, uh, if you're on a 4K panel and you turn on like integer scaling and you run 1080p and you add some sharpening because it it's going to stay more crisp. I think that looks better. But every your mileage may vary. So, you know, that, that does kind of, I do wonder if maybe a lot of that view is counterintuitive anyway, because a lot of these kind of methods for, you know, upsampling, you're not really doing that if you have a 3080 or, you know, a 6800, right? That's not really probably your problem. I do wonder if, most of the appeal in the lens that this really should be looked at, though, is from APUs and from, you know, 580s and 1060s. Those people are pretty low spec. And then also, you know, there's a lot of gamers that, I mean, for me, like, I would not play this. Like, I'm too much of a damn image snob. I would never play this on integrated graphics. <laughs> but as we know, a lot of people play games on integrated graphics because that's all they got. You know, and, it is. And you're happy with any frame, any game, any frame and any game you get. So the <laughs> fact that you're now getting more frame rate. So it's, you know, you're not getting, you know, you're not losing everybody. I kind of wonder if yeah. that's the lens people should be looking at it, well, not from the lens of 3080, 6800 well, on a 4K I, panel. Yeah, I, I think another another thing, and I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, sorry, there's there were a lot of great questions. Uh, you know, somebody was asking about it running on laptops, right? And it's like, okay, you know, a, a mobile uh, a mobile GPU is inherently going to be less powerful than the desktop counterpart, right? Maybe this, you know, this is enough to bring it to the the desktop counterpart uh, performance kind of thing. Uh, you know, with with only a little bit of uh, 
uh, image degradation. You know, it, it's an interesting way to to kind of frame it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gamers the, Nexus actually that had lower some good, resolution. Oh yeah, and Gamers Nexus had a uh, he tested it on the fifty six hundred G that they had. Uh, so that that was yeah. pretty interesting. I, I know some people were asking about that. Yeah, and those lower the 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 catch with this as in in the same catch exists on DLSS. So anybody that uses it will tell you that there that the target resolution is key to how good it works. Because if you're trying to run 1080p and you're running performance mode, you're running a 540p base. And the it, it this is why DLSS works better, looks better the higher the resolution gets as far as your target resolution. It's because you push that base resolution up that it had like so to to reiterate kind of what NVIDIA points out is they've got more data to work with. So even at those lower resolutions, and I believe some places, some other um, outlets pointed out that at the lowest setting, things like DLSS was able to do more because it's able to work with more of that low base and reconstruct it and, and go off of that. Whereas spatial upscalers like FSR, they only have the, the source resolution. They only have that. So literally, the lower the resolution is, the less resolution they have to work with. It's just less building blocks. So 1080p, I, you do see it a lot bigger of an impact on the image at that lower resolution, which is why, honestly, it's why a lot of the marketing is focused on 1440 and 4K. Hmm. Because, yeah. But that said, those APU owners and the laptop gamers, Dota 2 is one of these upcoming games, and there's a lot of people that play that. And the game already, if you change the settings to try and speed it up, it adjusts the internal resolution. And this is working better than that. So I would trade the internal resolution slider with some sharpening for the FSR algorithm, even at 1080p on an APU laptop. I, I think that's a good move. I, yeah, that's what I'm wondering is, uh, you know, for a lot, I mean, frankly, for me, APUs, even the most powerful ones are really 720p for what I'll accept. I'm wondering if for someone like me, I might go, well, okay, I can now play at 1080p, you know, res at my 720p sort of frame rates. I'm generalizing here, but I'm wondering if that'll that'll help me the most. Well, and, and yes. sorry, I, I keep going back to the laptop thing, but it's like, you know, uh, there are plenty of laptops out there that, that push 4K screens, right? You know, there's 13-inch laptops yeah. with 4K screens. It's like, well, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so, you know, if uh, obviously AMD's trying to, you know, there, there has been momentum to say, hey, there should be more 1440p options. Uh, which is great, but it's like if you have if you have a 4K screen, but the the hardware uh, that you have inside the laptop obviously it isn't meant to be pushing 4K. <laughs> at least at least you can still hit that target resolution, uh, you know, uh, with with a, a, a you know a, a, a not a big difference in quality. I I haven't tested it myself. I mean, but it is one of the things I do want to load it up on a on on a laptop and and try it there. I, I didn't see too many people talk about laptop. Uh, gaming on it. So. Yeah. I do want to hit on one thing that is something that I talked about when I looked at it was when you use, and this actually applies to games with internal resolution scalers. And this is whenever you compare things like uh, Sapphire tricks boost. So when you do, you run the game at a lower resolution, 
So say you're for, you're, you're shooting for uh, 1440p. So you run it at 1200p and you use the image sharpening, whether it be NVIDIA's or AMD's, and you use it to, to, you know, reclaim some of that sharpness. It hits your HUD element. So your, your interface, all of the interfaces get hit by that. So your on-screen displays, the text chats, all of that get negatively impacted, but things like this, are they render the HUD at the end of the pipeline. So your pipeline, you know, in, in the graphics pipeline, you have the, the base game, the base resolution. It generates it. It does the the upscaling and it does the sharpening in there. Then it adds in the motion blur, the, you know, if you like that. I I will make a recommendation to everybody that uses this to please, please turn off motion blur because it, it does cause a really weird thing. I'm still kind of investigating moving images, not just stills, but like video that, that I've taken passes of. And then it adds the HUD over it. So your user interface, your HUD, it's all still full resolution of the screen. It's just the game itself. So if there's, it, that's a big add. And a lot of people don't take that into effect when they're like, I'll just run it 75% resolution and add sharpening. And I'm going to get a 20% boost to performance. And you do get the boost, but now your interface looks all funky. Hmm. No, yeah, that's, that's definitely better. That's why when I game, I, I I typically turn down if you know if 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 uh, if I can't push 4K on on the 4K panel instead of reducing the resolution, I usually reduce the the uh, the or, uh, scale the resolution down. So at least the HUD the yes. HUD and you know the uh, menu and things are like that and still are still in 4k but the game is rendering at a lower resolution usually the game does a better job at, at scaling than you know my yeah, my, uh, my my crappy monitor will uh it's a good question from dennis siberian here I, I don't know if we necessarily have the answer but uh can bandwidth size like pcie 4.0 instead of 3.0 affect F- fsr uh in any way do we do we know if, if there's any advantages to i wouldn't to imagine yeah, yeah i, I wouldn't didn't think, think so, so either but uh, th- I mean, it would be an easy thing to test. All I had to do is grab like a 5700 XT and run it in PCIe, or actually any of the cards. Just run them in a Gen 3 configuration on, on the PCI Express, then switch it to 4, see if there's like a, a limitation. But you're still, even the cards that are out now aren't pushing so much data through that it's it's, it's probably not going to... I would put my... I'd, I'd wager a bet that it it's negligible or margin of error at best. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's actually uses less bandwidth, but or I guess it doesn't really matter. You just are you sending fewer assets to the card? I, I it's all internal to the card in the pipeline, then it gets spit out. Yeah, so I don't I don't imagine it would make any difference. It wouldn't go to, better or worse, right? It just to, yeah. And to piggyback off that, has anybody seen, and I, and I didn't even think to, to look at these numbers whenever I was checking everything, cause I was focused so much on the image quality and, and, and the, the visual of it, but is there a, a VRAM reduction? Because hmm. you're genuinely rendering the game and its assets at that lower resolution. And then you're upscaling it. This isn't, yeah, you're not reconstructing the image and, and everything. So you're, no, that's a really good question, right? Because yeah, I don't remember you, anybody talking about Especially on a lower end card, lower end or older card, you have a way smaller frame buffer. Does that? Do you get a little more of a benefit from that as well, or or maybe they balance that into their algorithm? So, hmm. oh, gang, we should have asked that. So I know why didn't I back let's it call up? Him, let's get call him back, him back, back up. Yeah. Back <laughs> hey, hey, Frank, I'm sorry, we got a couple more questions. Uh, can, can you get back here? Uh, I, I do. <laughs> 
Uh, I do have an interesting one, uh, uh, Leo Sanders, uh, n- not to spark any NVIDIA versus AMD debate, because we'll talk about that in a minute, and the chat's already <laughs> getting deep into that. Uh, he says, uh, I'm curious about the recent NVIDIA update. No one seems to be talking about the Sharpen Plus they implemented yesterday. In other words, do they know if uh, it is in any way compares to the uh, Fidelity FX uh, feature, as in better or worse? Didn't you write that up, Gordon, or no? The the new NVIDIA update? I didn't, you know, they didn't even, you know, they didn't even tell us about Sharpen Plus, I don't believe, not in the call. No, no, it was mentioned that they had sharpening in the driver, and we all, you know, I already knew that. They must have increased it even more, right? So um, I have the latest driver, and I don't see Sharpen Plus in it. Hmm. It is interesting. I mean, it always comes down to people want to see their team versus the other team, and and I get it, but you know, I, I, I do kind of think like they're just fundamentally very different approaches to to everything, right? You know, you have the you have the you have the market leader, which is Nvidia, and they're going to push new technology that their competitors don't have to keep them ahead of the curve, to always keep them ahead, to innovate. In you know their opinion, they're innovating, they're pushing people forward, pushing features forward, you know, and sort of. You know, AMD with the smaller market shares is, as always, you fight a guerrilla war. So, well, smaller you, market share on the PC. Because then we yes, talk about console. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the, that's that other weird thing is because this is really very much a developer war, too. But, you know, they fight this guerrilla war. Is we make it this universal standard for everybody. Your your proprietary solution looks way more proprietary as we start to grow. You know, very much like FreeSync, uh, FreeSync and G-Sync started to look there at the end. Like before they did G-Sync um, compatible, it really they really sort of stood out. It's like wow, it's like you got like you know thirty five panels versus four hundred or something like that. So I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I just think it's it's very. I just sort of see it as. You know, I, I, I think they're actually somewhat compatible. They're basically sort of competing. It's sort of in their DNA and their market positions are where they're sort of fighting from. I, I don't think – I just think, think people always have to say one is necessarily better, you know. So I, I mean, I, I – I, still... um, Go ahead. I was going to say, I like seeing them both technologies in a game. Take Shadow of the Tomb Raider, for example. It has DLSS, but it also has Fidelity FX Cast. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess here, and this is just an educated guess, and it's based on the list of developers. Uh, Nixus is on there, and they have a habit of doing things like that. So we could see something like Shadow of the Tomb Raider that's already utilizing Fidelity FX for cast. They might inject it into that game. There's nothing to stop them. Right. And That'd be I, to me, as long as we don't see a developer get locked out of either or. And I don't think that's could happen because DLSS is now in Unreal Engine 5. It's in Unreal Engine 4. It's in Unity. And a developer wants to use it, they just toggle it on. Right. My understanding is they don't have to call and ask for permission. You know? Right. It's not a licensing thing or any of that stuff. It's just simply... They... Yeah. So... What's this? If, if both of these technologies are as easy to implement in these engines as both parties are claiming there are, then it may be to the developer's benefit to enable both of them where possible. Yeah. 
I, I mean, at least one. Huh. We, Maybe we, I'm optimistic. Well, we do know one of the games on the list of not the not the launch, but the the other ones that they announced. The Necromunda hired gun already has DLSS yes. support, so that that should be the first indication of of you know they they already say it's coming. So once it does come, then you have one game. The, you know, maybe the first one that has both FSR and DLSS in it at the same time. So uh, somebody was asking, you know, like is, uh, oh, here Bat Tech was asking about, you know, does a developer have to get locked into one or the other? And it's, I mean, at least for that game, no. <laughs> so, well, it does, and from what they say, it doesn't sound like they're doing that. Anybody's doing it, right? Although it's. That was one of the arguments they made is the reason why they think uh, DLSS will continue to be at the front is they're already in all these major engines. So there's really very few reasons for anybody. You just, as you said, you flip it on and, and it's there, right? So yeah, NVIDIA I, feels like they're in a pretty good position on DLSS. I, I do still feel like, though, that the the ace in the hole for AMD is, is consoles. Like we, we've known time and time again that... that a lot of developers target the lowest common denominator, which is consoles. If it's already in the console, then then you know uh, it's or if it if it comes to the console, it, it sounds like it will. Uh, the you know if it's if it's going to be in the console, then it's going to be easy to to implement on the PC version, obviously. So yeah, I, I my my gut tells me the the console is going to be the the thing that really pushes it over the edge. Well, I mean, look at that. Uh, what did Frank say? They have 40 that have said we're doing it, and they already studios. have announced 13 or something. Studios. Is it yeah. 40 studios? or 40 studios, 13 more games past the seven that launched yesterday. Or Yeah, and I, I think NVIDIA, after several years of DLSS, is at 55, right? So I, I can't remember the, the number here. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So it's... <laughs> You know, I, I clearly, I both are going to get support. Do you think, Keith? Would you, would you recommend that this is like one of those things you want in your, like this is if you're buying a new card, I, I, I want this feature, or does it like even does it even matter? Because DLSS two has definitely been one of those features that have really, really helped Nvidia for a long time now. Um, do you think this is something you think changes that that formula? If you're a consumer and you're going out and you're buying a graphics card, I went DLSS 2.0 to to because I know I get this eventually. That's a tough one because even if you do that, in, in, Nvidia's cards have access to FSR, so now you've got both. So now, yeah, I mean it's it's great, but now you've got you you got one. It's like well, you get this, but if you get this other card, you get that plus this and it's like you know um super resolution premium kind of thing yeah <laughs> so it's still it doesn't take that away from nvidia right and that is actually yeah. kind of interesting it sort of helps everybody so it it does in a way you know it'd be interesting to see based on the way this is implemented if there was even a way to have locked anyone out of it if they wanted to yeah I mean, there have clearly been, you know, licensing kind of in the past on certain technologies. Who knows mm -hmm. what it is here? Um, uh, you know, so I and the one question I didn't ask, I really wanted to ask is, is anybody doing research into the perception 
of so gamers perception so i mean clearly everybody's doing all these cool ways to again make use of what you have more you have a fixed horsepower budget give me more pixels give me more frame rates I wonder if there's any research into like, well, like you noticed, like on performance, it got a little smeary for you, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to you got to figure somebody's got to look into at some point where gamers don't notice when you're actually yeah. playing a game, not not I, doing a hard look at this thing at 8K and then you know. Going I would make the argument that most people. If you if you if you they got up to get a glass of water or use the bathroom and you snuck into their computer and you changed it from native to high quality on FSR or if you went from DLSS, you put it on balanced. I don't think they would notice. Now, if you took screenshots and then said set them next to each other and said, can you tell which one of these? Because we all like to play the screenshot game and that's fun and all, but. I don't play PowerPoint. I play video games. Right. So, I think if you, I think at those higher settings, you're going to have a hard time di- differentiating between them. Now you go to the lower settings; they're going to go something. Something's off. You know, it's kind of like when the, res- the you don't notice the difference so much if your monitor goes from 144 hertz to 120, but if it goes to 60, you think something's broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be like that, in it, my opinion. It, it does. It also changes. You know how how big is your panel? How how far away do you sit at the panel? Do you play on the the TV? You know, like that. That's going to affect it as well. Like, yeah. I mean, consoles have been using. You know, there's so many people who are like, oh, I have I have a 4K console. I I have 4K, and it's like, yeah, but it's not rendering at 4K. It's rendering at 1080p. Like, no, it's it says 4K on it. I what what are you talking about? You yeah, know, like <laughs> I know a, I know a lot of people personally like that. In fact. Cyberpunk 2077, I had a friend that was like, yeah, I got it on my Xbox One X, not series, but Xbox One X, and I'm playing at 4K on my TV, and I'm like, ooh, not even close. <laughs> no, yeah, it, does. Yeah. it says 4K. My, the input on my TV says 4K. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's that's just like the classic person. You, you go over to their house, and you're looking at the computer. It's like, wow, why does it so, look so low res? They're like, what are you talking about? They basically <laughs> they install the game, as we know. They never installed any AMD or NVIDIA third-party tools to, to set the default, and they just simply – they're playing it at the at the game settings. They never go into the control panel, right? That's And they yeah. are perfectly happy with it, you know? Yeah. We're, we're, we're the, we're the, you know, the, the lucky or unlucky few. I don't know who, uh, you know, who, who sit here and, and really, really Sometimes grovel I over wonder. it. Right. I know. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad, <laughs> but you know, uh, we do it. <laughs> so, um, but it, but it's good overall. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's a feature. Yes. Like, yeah. Like Frank said, the idea is to, to get the best experience, Right, you know, if, if if that means you need to sacrifice a a little bit of uh, of of image to be able to hit a you know a higher frame rate or something like that, I know a lot of people are into that as well. You know, that's the other thing. Consoles are now, dude. Consoles can now do high frame rates. You know, it says it's doing 120. What are you talking about? <laughs> Even if it, maybe not, but uh, yeah. So I I think it's all good stuff. Um, the, one one of the questions that that somebody posed here that I think uh, maybe we can get into, into is uh, LB had asked earlier uh, why is the tech tuber scene so Nvidia biased? Much of the FSR coverage on YouTube was strangely unfair and even flat out slanderous. Um, that's cool. I love the Warriors too, <laughs> and I think you know clearly 
the league is out to get them, and I'm also a Raiders fan, so you know the league is out to get them. Um, I think uh, I think everything, every time they lose a game, and every time there is a call that goes against them, that is that is clearly just crookedness as well. <laughs> That's my answer for that. Yeah, well, to to, to back it up real quick, just uh, for everybody to know, you know, the 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 major tech tubers, you know, friends of. Uh, Friends of our shows, we we've got you know uh, Steve put up a, a, a good video. Steve of Gamers Nexus put up a good video. Hardware Box put up a good video. Um, uh, Digital Foundry also put up a video, and you know they all kind of took different approaches of, hey, you know, uh, FSR shouldn't be compared to DLSS because it's a completely different technology doing doing a completely different thing. Or the other side saying no. That at the end of the day, they're all trying to get a, a better image quality. Uh, so who cares about the technology on the back end? We just want to see the results of of, of their implementation. So you know, everybody kind of is putting it at a different <laughs> a different look at it. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think one one way is wrong. You can look at it however way you want, uh, for sure. But I think they're you know then yeah you get a lot of people being like oh Nvidia paid this person off or. Uh, you know, AMD's not getting a fair shake. Uh, things like that. What, what, Keith, what do you think is the correct way to, to test this? Should it be tested against the LSS? Is I, that even a fair comparison? You know, it depends. There's a lot of dependencies in all of these arguments. I honestly think in this situation, everyone is valid. I know that sounds like a hyper-political way to say it and be like, oh, everyone is right. But I think this is something that you really do need to see from a lot of different perspectives. See, what you're seeing is people see what they want to see in a lot of this. So you'll, I've had a, the same amount of people tell me that they've seen only positive coverage for AMD. And they, they think it's an unfairly positive that they're all fanboys. And I've seen the people say that everybody's in NVIDIA's bag because they're only saying this about And I think they're that the, the a lot of the times the community members will put blinders on and they see what makes them angry. They go, you know, they, they overlook what the, they're almost looking for what they don't want to hear so that they can complain that somebody didn't say what they wanted to hear. And I don't think this is something that there's so much subjectivity to this. There is objective. You can take the screenshot and you can put it up. And in in my coverage, I really had a hard time with where to stand on it because I thought, again, I'll stand by this high quality, quality, high quality looked great. Quality still looked good. Balanced performance, leave them on the curb. I, I, don't, I I'm not going to take them. I don't want them. But at the end of it, I put them all side by sides in action, in motion, make up your mind. A lot of this, you need to feel it. You need to, Gordon, you need to go download the Rift Breaker yep. and, and check it out on your old graphics card and, and see how it looks to you. And I'm going to put another a notice out there. The Rift Breaker is a fun little game. It also has ray tracing for those people like me that think ray tracing is really cool. In fact, it has ray tracing shadows and it's probably the absolute best implementation of ray trace shadows i've ever seen in a game but there's another game on steam that's a free open beta this weekend called king's hunt and they didn't pay me to put this in here it's literally just one of the other games that has um fsr support and it would probably be a good idea to get your hands on it don't put too much faith 
in such a subjective thing. Look at it, see what everybody has to say, take that into consideration. But you have the ability, everybody, everybody has the ability to take this and look at it themselves, which is great. Right. You know, some people are more sensitive to these things than others. Some people don't care if it's soft. Some people go, Ooh, I want it so sharp. It cuts my eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I, I think that's, that's sort of like, I don't know how, cause people just have different, like you said, people have different tolerances. So when, it might be worth it, you know, and I, I do think, Adam, so I guess you're sort of talking about that um, Digital Foundry, Gamers Nexus, other kind of East Coast, West Coast battle or something the, that Reddit is trying to make out of nothing, it seems, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was... This it. happens when people don't agree. Yeah, well, and I mean, I haven't watched the Digital Foundry video. I actually don't personally know anyone over there. I do like their stuff generally. Uh, but, you know, I, I think from what I've seen on the Internet is that, that the the approach that they took in their video was different than than, you know, others. Uh, I, I also don't agree with some some people in here saying that that AMD got an unfair shake. I actually think most of the videos uh, that were out there were kind of the same consensus as you, Keith, of like, hey, you know what, performance mode, yeah, s- a smeary mess. You know, ultra quality, qual- even quality is, you know what, it's kind of hard to discern. Uh, you you get more frames. You know, it it takes a load off your system. You know, it, it's it's worth it if you need to do that. Go- Godfall got a 40% performance increase by going to high quality. 40%. That's huge. I don't care how you shake it. And if you have to pixel peep to see the difference, man, take it. Take the win. Right. Right. You know? But, you know, I, I think the other thing people can't seem to, to square is they can both be good. Right? FSR, the fact that you can run FSR on your 1080 and get more performance, more playable, higher resolution. That's that's a big win. DLSS 2.0, giving you just like beautiful, beautiful imagery at high res. That's a big win too for those with you know twenty and thirty series cards, right? So I, they don't have to be at odds, do they? I mean, and I think what happened was some people tried to do that with their comparisons. They used games that used one technology and then they used a completely different game they used different aa methods already so it's really hard until we get that with necromuncer muncher necromundo or necromundo (laughs) necromundo i keep messing that one up anyway (laughs) until we get that it's unfair that's where i feel like it is a bit unfair to do a a complete direct comparison now i believe the same game right yeah now somebody did do one where they took Battlefield 5, when it had DLSS, and they showed it on and off versus um, Godfall on and off, just to see the impact that you got. And admittedly, FSR did a much better job than what you got with um, Battlefield 5. But um, DLSS as it is today is not comparable to what that was. So that would be an unfair that would be almost like a confirmation bias, if you will. Somebody wanted to use that as their argument. And we don't know where FSR is going. I can imagine in the future it'll use direct ML once they, you know, more people move into cards that support that. But until then, it's going to be an interesting road. Very, very so interesting road. People can should just calm down. No reason to. There's no. There's no actual controversy here. It sounds like. I think people I mean, people may not have heard what they wanted to hear from some people. 
you know, that may have been a lot of what you had going on. It's like, well, I expected, you know, this person to be super angry and they weren't. And then I expected this person to be super excited and they weren't. So clearly somebody's manipulating them because my expectations were subverted. Or the, the, the first thing I thought of, you know, at least, you know, kind of kind of being in this game, too. Uh, I Once again, I did not watch the Digital Foundry video, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just assuming here, based off of, of the, the conversations I did see, is that, you know, uh, sometimes YouTubers will, will, will take a different tactic because they know everyone's going to be doing the same thing, right? If everyone does the same exact test, then why would anyone watch the same video, right? So Steve uh, was, uh, you know, sure to put in APU stuff. Yeah, I think he's the only one who did APU stuff, which, cool, good for him. It, it definitely mm-hmm. gave him, you know, kind of something different. And who knows, maybe Digital Foundry was like, you know what, everyone's going to be doing this. Why don't we look at this thing? Because everyone else is looking at this thing you know which is still a valid thing uh, d- doesn't mean they were paid off and and didn't you know to say hey you know what you shouldn't look it over here you know you should look over here i don't i don't know <laughs> but that's you know like that i that could be another factor into it as well to be like hey you know what we're all we're all making videos on this stuff we we don't necessarily want to just make the same video maybe we'll try a different tactic uh you know so i, I don't know yeah and it is it's also just simply th- the perspective, I mean, Digital Foundry is the place for, I mean, they are, they are, they're the A-lister for visual quality in any video, right? For looking at visual quality comparisons. That's, they're sort of like the ones. And, you know, that's different than how my, my take would be or Keith's take or your take or Brad's take, I mean, or, or Steve's take. It just, everybody has a different sort of point of view based on, you know, their audience and themselves, it doesn't have to be you interpret one to be at odds with the other. Just use all that information to build your own, you know, decision trend, whether you should buy it or, or run it, you know, and, and held again, download the demo and try it yourself. <laughs> I mean, I it's just, I'm just, I'm glad those demos are there right now, yes. because this is, this is something that in DLSS was the same way too. You know, I, I had a lot of people, and especially these days, it's really hard because nobody can buy a card anyway. So it's either you got one or you don't. But it, it, it go, they go, well, I saw, and this they said, and stuff. And it's like that. That's a starting point, you know. Give it a shot. Have you looked at it yourself? I mean, I had people that I work with say, "Well, so and so said this." I'm like, "Why don't you try it? You have the capability. You know, you, you heard what I had to say about it, and why don't you?" You know, I said this, they said that you're confused because we don't we disagree on it. And that's OK, because there's not a consortium of reviewers where we all sit around on a conference call the day before reviews go live to make sure that we're all in alignment. Yeah. No, you <laughs> never people never talk. So because <laughs> quite honestly, a lot of people don't know who's got what and you don't want to catch one. You don't want to make some another because there's times I know you guys have dealt with this. There's some reviewers like I didn't get that. And you're like, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also, if you're uh, I, I think we've said this, if you're under an embargo on something and you've agreed not to talk to anybody about it, that includes other reviewers. If you know that person has it and they're then I suppose that's probably OK. But generally, you can't talk to no one. You can't even talk to people in your own company about it generally, you know? I mean, if there's somebody outside your unit, it's you're you're very compartmentalized normally. So there's there's no mass coordination. Just watch more videos till you find something that fits what you like. Then 
then it'll all be okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I, I got a good question from Borea Zero that I want to get into. Uh, there, well, their first question is, is FSR a DLSS killer? I think uh, we know the answer to that one. The, the more important one is, is Keith May a Brad Charkis killer? Mm, that's not no. nice. Wow. Uh-uh. I will say Br- Brad Charkis oh. is on vacation. Uh, he, he's had this plan to get the whole week off. Uh, I'm sure he's, he's relaxing, having some fun. So, uh, I am but- Brad. The FSR is enabled. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Keith is a, a low-res Brad. We can only upscale him so much. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, but I do want to say, uh, I, I, you know, I want to say it here on the uh, on the show before we wrap up that uh, it's official. Keith Keith May is going to be joining the uh, PC World family and and making uh, making videos for us. So, uh, what, what what does this mean? You might say is that. Uh, is that hey you know keith has done great stuff over on the wccf tech channel i'd reached out to him and was like hey you know uh, i would love to have you do some great stuff uh here on pc world and and be involved more with the full nerd and and so we uh we, we made it happen and uh yeah he, he's going to be doing uh deeper dive uh looks at technology and whatnot uh every week some some news videos uh he, he's re- really really excited that that uh that you're on on board with the uh with the team, Keith. I, I'm glad to be here. Yes, welcome aboard. Uh, and and the, there was some confusion. Are, are you still are you still doing videos for WCCF Tech? What uh, what's your plans on that? I'll be wrapping up over there and transitioning off of that platform onto here. Okay, nice. And they are good people, by the way. We, yes. I, I, yeah, I ran into somebody uh, from the WCCF tech crew at an Intel event in, in Taipei, Taiwan, for the uh, Computex and took a picture. They leaked the picture, of course, immediately because that's <laughs> – no, just kidding. I leaked it. Uh, and, and this is They've not been a, a good team this, to work with. They've treated me well. This is not a leak, and, and yes, this is, uh, this is true. Uh, Dennis Siberian says, does this mean we can now discuss rumors and leaks here? Uh, I will say no, that the PC world is not really digging deep into to rumors and leaks. Also, you, you've never been too, too much to do that yourself on the YouTube channel, right, right Keith? Um, I would for news segments if, if needed, but as far as I would call it my original works, and I'm not big in the leak scene. Um, I like experimenting. I like digging into technologies, it's things like uh, Sapphire Tricks Boost and how it works and, and what to expect from it. You know, there's I feel like there's so much stuff out there in the tech scene that are words we hear and stuff that we see all the time, but we aren't ever really explained exactly what's going on with all of them. You know, like FSR, like everybody, like I spoke earlier to edge detection and how that works. Expect to see uh, an explanation of those types of things. What's going on in the render pipeline and how it's working. Think think of, uh, I'm going to answer what is. So if you got questions about what is this, like let's take Intel. What is Superfan? Okay, you hear it. It's a marketing term now, but what is it? What does it even mean to you as the end user, kind of thing? So, I, I, honestly, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 jealous because uh, you know, or, or but that was one of the reasons why I reached out because I was like, you know what, I need somebody to answer these questions for me. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm just uh, yeah, Keith is just making videos for me. That's that's it. Uh, VC Jester did give us five dollars and said uh, that uh, thank you so much. Said uh, that's why I hunted down Keith. I prefer his movie reviews. 
Uh, also, D- Dan is asking, does that mean we're going to be doing drone content on PC World now? Uh, uh, you've, you've got your own channel for that. <laughs> yeah, I got this this one. Another thing. Oh that no, I'm it's Nvidia about. colors. Oh. Hold on. Here's there's the AMD one. Is that better? Okay, is that balance it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a blue one though. Oh, I didn't know this. Are you are you a big drone fanatic there? Uh, it's my it, yes. It, to say yes, it's a nice hobby of mine. Oh, cool! Another thing I'm I'm jealous about. I've never flown a FPV drone. And I've I've always wanted to. So maybe hey, you know what? This is this is what we need to do. You know, when things are things are all good uh, and golden, we should have you out yes. in San Francisco. Uh, have have you on the the, the full nerd set? Do a do a live show with us. Uh, but yeah, so so the the idea also for for full nerd, you know, I mean, we still got Gordon, Brad, Elena, Keith. Uh, you know, I, I've I've always just been kind of in the producer role in the producer chair. It's been different now that we've been doing these Zoom things, but uh, this also gives me more time to to produce and not have to worry about being on camera too much uh, during this. So. But yeah, no, I'm. Oh, and then uh, uh, Dennis uh, Siberian is asking Keith, you need to clarify your stance on northern versus southern food. Uh, there, there is no clarification needed. Southern food is clearly superior. Yeah, okay, see, there we go. People Actually, just don't understand the concept. They, I. This is this is something we we were talking. Gordon about. and I will agree on that. <laughs> this is something we were talking about in Discord. Uh, was like, what what would uh, they were talking about the the HP video from yesterday, Gordon, and how you were talking about Gordon, the Gordon Maung PC building company or whatever you called it. Uh, what, what's what's your first question that you would ask uh, to a potential new hire? So Keith, alien versus aliens. That's that's that would be Gordon's first question. The, the second one. So, starts. what would, would my question? Yeah, be? yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're oh. interviewing you here live. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, do you do you do you have a student um, email address so that we can get you a uh, Windows key at full price or <laughs> reduced price? <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek, Keith? Oh, um, Titan AE. Oh wow. Okay, weird. <laughs> he's 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 being very neutral here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. Titan anyway. AE is one of my favorite science fiction movies ever, and it was. Oh, oh, you're not kidding. You actually would prefer Titan AE over Star Wars or, or Star Trek? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. That's okay. You're one of those people. I <laughs> oh, mean, yes. As uh, as uh, Deep Space, <laughs> as Deep Space Nine, people would say. Oh, you're a Babylon Five fan, right? I can let me just ignore you now because I don't want to hear the complaints. Another show Babylon Five to. fans will just like they will just jaw on you all day about something. Like I, I'm not Paramount. We didn't steal it. Whatever. I, okay, I still need just, to. I still okay. need to watch that. Um, and then yeah, before we wrap up, I do want to say uh, the uh, the the Fulner merch. Uh, we we I finally have it on the, the little YouTube shelf. The, our new crowd made story. Yes, uh, the polo, the limited edition polo is going to be taken down at the end of the month. So if you want to get a uh, a nice cool polo, uh, get it over there. And then I I just had a meeting with our merch manager on the what was it monday uh talking about new designs uh we have those coming i promise we have new designs coming i asked about 4x shirts i know uh, some people were asking about that so i'm trying to get that going uh we're, we're getting extra extra stuff in there like like stickers and enamel pins uh gordon actually the 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 hats that, that do come don't aren't flat they're they're curved brim i can show them to you next time you come over uh oh so, yeah. all right yeah because that, that was kind of are you a flat brim hat person 
or a curved brim hat person there, Keith? Curved. See? Curved. Okay. See, he's like he's, he can work at the, the Gordon Young PC company. He likes southern southern food is better than northern food. Likes curved baseball hats. That's all we need to know. We can get yeah. over that Titan AE thing. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, plenty of more housekeeping stuff. But, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Somebody just reminded me that tomorrow is the Windows 11 launch. Crap. And, yeah, huh. I wonder if we we should do a stream over that. I need to, huh. Yeah, good question. Uh, We will talk about it on the show next week. We should definitely talk to maybe have Mark come on. Does it actually go on sale tomorrow? No, I think they're just announcing what it is. Oh, announcing uh, and then the beta. Well, because the, there was there there was the leak, but that wasn't well technically not official. Who knows? Uh, there, so they they do have event an event tomorrow that hopefully uh, that we should be watching. But uh, whether we do a live or not, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> anyway, all right. Let's let's get out of here. It's way past my lunchtime. I'm hungry. Okay, check back next week for your fix. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it is. It's been a long one. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, if you're on one of those services, please do. Every time you do, someone burns a flat brim baseball cap. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd.pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Keith May. Thank you, guys. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Keith, it's, it's great to have you on board. Uh, look, look forward to your, your first videos uh, starting next month. So, boom. Everybody look forward to that, too. Yes, yes. So, any, uh, anyway, we're out of here. Talk to you later. Bye.